0: Hello, everyone. My name is Logan, and it's terrible, isn't it? It's terrible. Um, You are listening to the Crowncast. Uh, We hope that uh, you've joined us tonight for some some sort of catharsis, some sort of uh, wallowing in the sorrows uh, with us. And by us, I mean myself and the man who always joins me, thick and thin, joy or this miserable sadness, and that's Justin. Hello, Justin.
1: Hey, Logan. This is an interesting one. We're actually sitting across the table from each other tonight.
0: Yeah, this is this is very unique. Uh, so for uh, the regular listeners out there, we have a fantastic announcement for you tonight. Uh, we get to officially announce, since we are sitting in the studios, uh, and they are gorgeous, that we are working with the Queen City Podcast Network. Uh, we've been working on this for a while now. It's sort of been... Uh, in the in the paper, in the mail, if you will, uh, but it, I can finally say it out loud into a microphone. We're here, we're in the studios. We won't always be here in the studios, but uh, that is our our shining light of news. That's our ray of sunshine.
1: And for better or for worse, we are being professionally recorded. We probably sound a little different tonight.
0: Yeah, we are going to sound a little different. And unlike some of the uh, the special interviews we've done in the past, you know we have all of the cool toys tonight, so hopefully we really sound good. Uh, Just something
1: needed to be good tonight. Yeah,
0: something needed to be good. I'm not going to say uh, the, exactly what it was, but something needed the, to
1: be good. Uh, the match wasn't, though. for For those of you joining for our post react here, we uh, we got broken into at the vault. Oh we, yeah, uh, we
0: we got bro- we got robbed. I don't I don't think there's a better way to say it than no. we got broken into or we got bankrupt. Uh, you know, that place has been a fortress for us so far. The the absolute electricity of the crowd that lives in that stadium uh, has, has bolstered the team and has carried the team. And we knew that a run like that couldn't go on forever, but it just feels like a knife when it comes. Like, you...
1: Well and and that's also the the impact of not only is it a loss in the vault and not only is it is it breaking that sort of mystique of the the home crowd it is the way in which we lost today it was a a tepid performance from the Charlotte FC squad
0: Yeah I mean I think we all definitely leave matches having different I'm not I'm not going to say different opinions because we all have our own opinions but I think we all leave matches feeling like we saw things we wanted to see and I think this is one of those times where we are starting to reach a point as Charlotte FC that this team is, it's still new. And we're still going to give it all the fancy caveats that it's a new team and we have to, to temper our expectations of a new team. But we have seen it do things now that, you know, for better or for worse, are starting to push our expectations into the realm of this is a team. This is a real team. They've had a little bit of their grace period they've had a little bit of us going, you know what are we expecting to see and w- we're gonna start whether they like it, whether we like it or not, treating it as a real team um justin we're gonna we're gonna dive right in i i I'm gonna ask you this time, and like we said, it's so nice to be able to just ask you face to face I get to see when you actually think I'm funny because you you actually like laugh in person that's nice uh should we start with the uh, cards for tonight or should we start with the crowns do you want to end on the high note or start on the high note
1: well i mean i don't think that charlotte brought a whole lot of high notes tonight we so can find a I couple high notes can, uh, there are some high notes we can go ahead and start there because i think the longer conversation is about what didn't work well so okay um I mean, we have a limited amount of time tonight, so <laughs> we can't go into everything that didn't work well
0: Uh, yeah, so, uh, then let's go ahead, and for first-time listeners, if you are joining us for this podcast, I'm sorry you're joining for a, a sad one, but, but we're happy to have you, we love to have you, uh, what we do in these is we assign cards to players who we felt didn't really perform the way we wanted them to perform in the game, and we assign crowns, uh, to players who we felt sort of exceeded our expectations, or really performed outstandingly in the game, uh, we are gonna start with crowns today, as per Justin's wishes, Uh, So, Justin, uh, you get to pick your first crown.
1: Uh, I'm going to crown the only player sort of up front that I felt like gave it tonight. Yeah, it came with energy was making runs was was in the attack and that's uh one of our newest players Andrei Shinyashinki gets the opportunity to start uh we, we still played the 4-4-2 four, four, with the midfield diamond and the two up top he takes Daniel Rios' spot he brings a level of energy to the attack that i really liked he chases balls uh in a way that you know Rios holds up well Shinyashinki chases him and yep. and I uh, really like seeing that. Uh, He's got he, a
0: lot of energy on that side.
1: And he holds up with a strength that we don't necessarily see from Swiderski. We've talked before about how Swiderski, maybe the toughness isn't quite there. And and Yashiki, he is willing to ride out a challenge. He's willing to go in with somebody. And, and it didn't result in goals tonight. But there's a lot to, to look forward to, I think, from Andre Shin going forward.
0: Yeah, he is a player on the field tonight who looked like he... We talked about it in previous podcasts, where this is a, a player who's come in and should be battle ready. You know, he should be battle hardened in the MLS in this league. He should be ready to play here, and he looks like he comes in with that experience. Uh, I think something that you're pointing out here is that he does take into the challenge well, uh, and maybe we'll get onto this a little bit later in our st- or in our uh, cards. But one of the things I love about Andrejs Nyshenki is when he's got a 50-50 ball, it's not 50-50 in his Mm -hmm. brain. You can see it in his eyeballs. The moment a ball goes up and there is a chance it could be his, he believes with all of his heart and soul that that ball is his and he (laughs) is going to be the one who gets to it. Uh, And he has that pace and that drive and that desire towards goal. And so uh, we see it again tonight. You're right. It doesn't, unfortunately, transition into anything but that is a, a bright spark of hope that, that we see it, whether it, it comes out on the score sheet or not tonight. So I think that's a good crown. Uh, any final notes on shin
1: No, just looking forward to, to seeing him. You know, I think we'll talk in our Wednesday pod about maybe what, what the future holds for this lineup and, and things like that. And, and I'll talk more about him there. But really excited to see him in this side.
0: Yeah. Uh, so I guess that leaves me with my my crown. And, uh, you know, we, you and I sort of discussed that I actually felt like despite the fact we had some defensive frailties today, that there were a number of standouts in our defense. Obviously, we did not have Christian Fuchs. So I think we saw some limitations of our defense. Uh, but I also think we saw Jalen Lindsay put in a performance that that brought back a remembrance of when he really lit it up in the first couple games of the season. He was he was sparky tonight, he was fast, he was picking the ball off of people. Uh, he was covering his options well. He was moving up the field as much as either him or Mora could in the system. Uh, I think he looked like he looked like a player with real drive tonight, and I think his technique followed him up for the most part and I think he deserves a crown. Justin, you feel like that's fair?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that Jalen Lindsay probably put together the most complete performance of any player on the pitch tonight. He was solid defensively uh, in a way that I've had some issues with Jalen Lindsay in the last few weeks, his Mm -hmm. defensive play. He he positioned well. He challenged well. He pressed well going forward. Uh, He contributed in the attack. I mean, I think that Jalen Lindsay absolutely deserves a crown because I think he did a phenomenal job.
0: Yeah, and uh, we do see him subbed off for Harrison Awful, and – I'll be honest, I don't really know where that sub came from. I wonder if it's just, you know, well, Ramirez wants minutes on Harrison Awful's legs. Harrison Awful came in and looked good. Yeah. So I, I don't necessarily want that to be a quality slight towards Harrison Awful. I think if you crown almost any of one of the subs, maybe it's Harrison Awful who gets it.
1: Yeah, I mean, but it, it, you know we we talk about subs and, and the other player who was just crouching Yashiki is also subbed off and and again in a way that is somewhat confusing when you look at the performance that he put in and
0: I I think that will lead us to our uh, our cards for the day and I think we're gonna let's stick to two cards a piece.
1: Yeah, I think that's yeah.
0: probably fair. Okay, uh, and you're gonna make me a promise <laughs> because I'm gonna go ahead and say it for you and for yeah. me the refereeing in this game was atrocious. Yes. We've made our, we've set our piece, and you know, you said something to me there that we do have to hold the referees to a higher standards, and you know, I don't particularly like going into it in the podcast. Uh, I don't think it, it sends sends the right waves out to everybody who's listening. But we do have to hold the referees to a higher standards, so we'll say it, but we're not going to dig into them. Uh, would you like to go first for cards?
1: Um, I think uh, we may be in a situation where a performance might have been. Bad enough in our eyes in this match where we both have to card the same player.
0: Oh, I I, I think that's unprecedented. Are we allowed to do that?
1: I, I think, I mean, you're allowed to book a player twice until he gets sent off.
0: You are allowed to book a player twice, and uh, this is our podcast, so uh, how about you take the first one, and I'll, um, I'll make an executive decision.
1: I just, I don't know that any player looked worse tonight, and, and I don't, I want to be clear about this, he has put in some really great performances in this kit wearing this badge before. But Alan Franco put in a really poor performance. He was pedestrian. He he did not go in for 50-50. You talked earlier about Shin Yishiki and and how, how committed he is going in. There were so many times that I saw Franco in a position to potentially win a ball back in midfield and help us in the attack, and he didn't make the step in. He didn't come in and challenge. There were so many times where Franco would just sort of drift out to the touchline and not make a run in front of Jalen Lindsay. There were a lot of opportunities for Franco to get involved. He never really did. To the point where later in the match we were talking about, it looks like they're not even looking to pass to Franco because he's just standing just out of bounds at the touchline you know, on that right flank, not doing anything.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm going to cut across you here for just a second because one of the things that I've said before on the podcast, one of the things I firmly believe is other teams tell you who you are. And in that same sort of vein of wisdom, if you could call it wisdom is the, the manager or the coach ultimately picks the 11 players that are out there on the field, but the team picks the players to play right. Uh, not that the, the team has full decision over it, but you can see when players look out to an option and go, I'm not sure I want to hit that option right now. Uh, it looked, in the same way, like you said, that Shinyashinki looked like he believed he was going to win every ball, it looked like Alon Franco went into every challenge like, I don't really need to win this ball. And it was frustrating. It was very frustrating. Uh, this is a player who we know has an incredibly high skill level. Uh, this is a player who we know can take over midfields. I mean, this is a player who can dominate games. And to see him come across in this way, it was very meek. Uh, I think your, your phrasing there of pedestrian is a good call-out because I don't think that anything he did, you could look back at the stats of this game and be like, this player really caused us a problem, uh, you would have to have been watching the film, or you'd have to have been at the game, and, and seen the spaces that he took up, and watch how the advancing ball just sort of died, Yeah. Uh, whenever it got to a space that he would need to progress it.
1: You know, the other thing that, that I think you can take away, watching the film and watching live, which I finally did get the chance to do, which was very exciting. Um, it, it looked for a long stretch like Montreal wasn't concerned about covering Alan Franco. Oh, yeah.
0: They left they him wide open. They were fine
1: to just leave him out on the sideline, like leave, leave him in that space because he's not – dangerous. He's not a contributing player in this match and it's disappointing to see because I think that that Alan Franco has a lot of talent. And I just don't know what happened in in today's match, but
0: it, Yeah, and I think this one was a bit of a shock to both of us cuz I don't think either one of us have ever gone into a match and said, "Hey, you know, we're going to be eyes on Alan Franco to see whether he puts in a really, you know, lighted up performance or a bit of something underwhelming." This was a this was a first, but it was obvious. I mean, I think everyone in the stadium saw it. You and I both certainly did. But I think that we have probably laid into Alon Franco, yeah, enough. Um, so I guess that that leads it on to me, and I am not going to double card a player. <laughs> I am a friendly referee. Uh, so so that leaves my decision. This is going to. I, I Obviously, the, the one that was immediately in my head was Alon Franco. You know, I'm going to go with Karol Swiderski. Yeah. Um, I think that this is a bit of a soft card. But we talked in the past about the fact that Karol Swiderski has more expectation on him because of what he was brought in here to do. He is the team's, you know, biggest asset. He was brought in to be that point man. He was brought in to be that talisman. He was brought in to be that strong pillar that, that raises the level of the team. And while he is really putting in the effort and the work, something is not connecting for him. And he's not a pillar for the team right now. He's a question mark for the team right now. And I think you can see as the ball progresses up through the attack, the team has faith in him, but there's always that question of, is that rocket left boot going to come out? Uh, is is he going to have another kind of quiet, tepid game where he takes a shot from from way out and nothing else? I mean, how did you feel about him in this game?
1: I mean, I think we're continuing to see a uh, uh, Carol Swoiderski is, f- I don't think, physically quite prepared or or wasn't quite prepared for MLS. This is a a league where you're gonna have to bang bodies a little bit more than you might playing in some of the european leagues and and i don't think he's i don't know that he was ready for that when he joined this squad i don't know know that he's ready to to you know take the hits from some of these center backs in in mls and it looks like now he's always a little concerned that the hit is coming before it gets there and Mm -hmm. we saw another sort of snapped relatively tame shot from range from swiderski you know i don't really see the the sort of darting runs into the box i don't see the threatening positioning there um the link up place falling off a little bit because i think the book's out on him you you put a knee into his back and and he falls down and he doesn't get the calls because of you know it's mls
0: yep uh and the book is out on him with the left foot shot you know everybody knows what his weapon is Nobody is surprised by it. Nobody's just going to let him have it anymore. Uh, so, with that being said, you know I, I think it's fair that we raise that question. I think it's fair that we look at the talisman of this team and say we expect you to be the talisman of this team. Some players have more uh, more weight on them because they are brought in to carry that heavier load, and I don't think there's any denying he was brought in to carry that heavier load. So. I'm going to take uh, the next card and Mm -hmm. I will leave you with your final conclusions here. I'm going to take Christian McCoon. Um, And I'm going to take Christian McCoon for uh, two reasons. One, and because it was all happening live and we literally leave the stadium and come right to these mics, I did not have time to replay the first goal. I don't have a exact play by play of what happened, but it looked to me like Christian McCoon wasn't tracking the runner. Um, We get a guy wide open running into our penalty spot with green grass around him in all directions. And I'll be honest, I I can't blame Christian Kalina at all for that goal. Somebody has to be there. And I have trouble saying that I would expect it to be Joseph Mora out on the wing. Now, maybe if he had the covering position – you know, he could have covered it, but that space in that instance should belong to Christian McCoon, and he's a young defender. We have seen this weakness in him before, but today we also saw a inability to distribute the ball out of the back. Without Christian Fuchs in this squad, we do not have a lot of technical, let's move the ball forward in our back line. Um, I think Jalen Lindsay comes with a lot of pace. I think he's willing to dribble. I think he wants to carry the ball upfield. But when it comes to a long distributing ball that finds a target further up the field, it looked bad today. And not to say that Guzman Carujo covers himself in glory here because while he was a very good defender today, as always, uh, he did his role spectacularly. He also tried to pick up some of this mantle and was not effective distributing out of the back. But Christian McCune looked particularly bad doing it and and it showed we just could not hold on to possession we couldn't get out we couldn't attack Justin
1: yeah I mean I, I you know I don't think I, I want to be clear to our listeners here I don't think that Guzman Caruja or Christian McCoon did poorly as defenders for the majority of the game there was a moment of uh, of you know inattentiveness maybe maybe Christian McCoon you know we've seen some degree of foot speed from him now but maybe it's the acceleration isn't there maybe if he gets caught flat footed maybe if he gets caught you know ball watching and not really looking for the runners he doesn't have the acceleration to get back into the positions he needs to um but man, it was really difficult watching the two of them try to distribute from the back mm-hmm. and and honestly that's gonna take me to my second card of the night and I think that Miguel Angel Ramirez did not set this side up in the right shape and in the right strategy for the evening.
0: Boy, we've been throwing everything at Miguel Ramirez. We've been giving him crowns. <laughs> we've been giving him cards. Well, we, when we he does honestly, well, we're gonna we're gonna create something new to give Miguel Ramirez. Continue, because you're right. He deserves one.
1: When when he does well, he deserves a crown. When he does poorly, as I think he did tonight, he deserves the card. I, we still set up as though we had Christian folks to distribute from the back, and we didn't. And and it is obvious in the, this 4-4-2 with the midfield diamond that we play that the primary way we open our attack, the primary way we try and carve open a defense, is we pass around the back, and then we try to play the long ball. Uh, you know, we, we aren't playing through the midfield the way I would normally expect a 4,42 diamond to play. You know, normally if you've got these four compact midfielders in this diamond shape, what you're looking to do is pass through the midfield of the opposing team and then draw the, the back line forward so that you can get space for the runners behind. We're not playing that way. Everything is, is when we regain possession, we're playing back. We're playing, you know, back and forth. We're trying to draw them out of their shape. And then we're trying to play the ball over the top. And... We don't have our ball over the top guy. Like you said, we don't have Christian Fuchs tonight. And so we set up in the same formation looking to do the same thing without the piece that occasionally makes that work. And it's just, it's frustrating to see it was a performance that looked hyper defensive. It looked like Charlotte looks like when we go on the road.
0: Uh, See, I'm going to disagree with you here. I'm not going to, uh, I I don't have quite the same vision on this one. Uh, I do think Miguel Ramirez deserves a card, um, if for nothing else than the the substitutions. I I don't know how (laughs) Alon Franco stayed on that pitch as long as he stayed on that pitch. Um, Nor do I understand why some of the people who came off came off or came on came on. Uh, But ultimately, it looked like to me that he attempted to solve that that through ball moving up the pitch problem with the addition of Ruiz, who I think we can reasonably say looks pretty good yeah. um he was the one who especially when we were out on level pegging he was looking to make dangerous passes and he was making them pretty regularly with some some threat behind them i think that ruiz was brought in to sort of pick up that load of having somebody that they could maybe play something short to in the midfield and and still create that offensive option i think the fact that bender was playing further on the left and a little bit higher up, he was looking to take advantage of the space they were giving him, and I think he was probably right to do so. But it meant he wasn't a close option, and Alon Franco's almost not existing in the game uh, basically just shut us out entirely. I think there was intention to play forward in this. I think the way we went out to do it did not did not fire as compared to. It sounds like you're saying we really almost didn't intend to play forward.
1: Well, I I think. I get very frustrated seeing the first choice ball being a ball back to the defenders. Uh, You know, a a win in midfield from Bender, a win in midfield from Bronico, a win in midfield from Ruiz. The first ball that it looked like they, they wanted to play, it looked like they're instructed to play is back to the defender to draw the opposing team out of shape. But but sometimes the opposing team is already out of shape. Sometimes you already have those guys making the runs. Sometimes you already have Shin Yashiki making the run in behind. And to just instruct all of these players who can make some of these passes, like Ruiz, like Bender, to instead turn and play back to Christian McCoon, to play back to to Guzman Carujo, who can't start an attack it's it's not a it's not a strategy. it's not a tactic that I like seeing uh, out of a team that I think has some really good attacking options, yeah and is choosing to blunt the spear.
0: Yeah, I mean, I can definitely see where you're coming from. I do think that uh, Miguel Ramirez deserves a card because like you said, you know we we highlight this man. we're very proud of him. I think everyone is happy he's here at Charlotte FC. I think he's taking us in the right directions but we give him crowns when he deserves crowns, and we give him cards when he deserves cards, and I think that's fair. Um, I am going to, as ever, I'm going to start pushing us towards the end yeah. here. Justin, your two sentences, please. Take us home.
1: Oh, I don't like French-Canadian cooking. I don't like that it came in here and and it it beat us. I'm not happy about any of this. Oh,
0: I uh, okay. Uh, yeah, sure, we'll take that. Uh, that leaves me with with my... My take us out thoughts and uh, my take us out thoughts for today are going to be it's obvious when quality is not there. There are places on the field where you have to have quality and specific abilities to make the play work. And I think today we saw where it was obvious that not across the board, but in very specific things. The quality wasn't there. And as a result, we all just sort of came tumbling down around it. Uh, that will wrap us up. So, ladies and gentlemen, as ever, if you have spent your time with us, we love you. Thank you so much for being here with us. Thank you for sharing this with us. And oh, we uh, have real one quick
1: shout out to the supporter section out there at the stadium in the vault uh, for being incredibly welcoming and having a great time. Uh, For my first in person match.
0: Oh, yes. Uh, To the supporter section, you know, uh, uh, an extra crown going out to you guys. (laughs) Uh, So we will talk to you again when we put another three points on the board. Good night, everybody.